No intro music? Okay, let's do it. Intro time, baby. One. One, two, three, four. This is the Other Line Podcast, um, looking to wrap up the marathon day recording of podcasts, um, as you have probably heard in the podcast previous to this one. This is Cy Porus. I'm here with my buddies and the hosts, Tom and John, who also happen to be my buddies. Didn't want to uh, separate that in category. Thanks. Um, yeah, so I'll let them... <laughs> I'll let them take it from here. We have been having uh, not only the marathon, but a great day today, I think. Uh, we did a little bit of boozing, a little bit of barbecuing, and um, some chitting and chatting. So let's, I'll let the guys <laughs> take it over from now. John and Tom, tell us what's up. I just want to say, from a legal perspective, and John's the IP lawyer now, but chitting and chatting, as far as I'm concerned, is now trademarked to the other line brand, if they want it, or Cyporus yeah. exclusively. Yeah. We Thank are, you. We are hashtag blessed. We are now with Mr. Levy Basic. I'm sorry, I say that again? Uh, I'm sorry, that's who you are. <laughs> Levy Basuk. Uh, nope. Levy. I think it's just Basic. It's there Basic. it is. It's Basic. It's yeah. someone who plays the bassoon. <laughs> Our good friend here, we've also got Pablo and Puebla. You'll recognize us. A previous interviewee on the podcast a founder, Mr. Phil. Phyllis! He's in here, baby. Everybody's here for a little bit of roundtable discussion. We're going to feature Lev, but everybody's going to chirp in. We're featuring Lev? Ah, why not? We also got <laughs> the biggest swinging dick of all of us, Mr. Pablo Puente. Puente! Shout Puente. out to him. What do you mean? What do you mean, Pablo? I went to your wedding. There was I, a woman just dropped. Yeah. And just diamonds fell everywhere. It's true. That's yeah. honestly it's true. what that event that was. Is. It was the most Gatsby-like event I've ever gone to, but it was even more fun because there was Latin music. People were having I a great time. Hey, and I got a Domino's pizza right after I embarrassed myself out there. So. You got a Domino's a pizza? Oh, that is a thing that actually happened. No. Yeah. Do you remember when we no, ordered Domino's really? after that night in Louisville and then we like didn't eat it and we just fell asleep? We also had or no, meals during uh, that time. But yeah, it was it was a weird time. Levy uh, is here. First of all, shout out to Puerto Rico for their incredible oh, hospitality and dirt and cheap prices. Anyone who doesn't think that Puerto Rico should be a fucking state is a moron. You're wrong. It's a moron. You're 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 just wrong. And maybe you're not. They still have cockfights. Yeah. Do they? I didn't see I one were... cockfight. Oh, they I feel gypped. They've got a stadium. in my room later. They've got a stadium. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a cockfight later on. The other line cockfight. Uh, that's hashtag the other line cockfight. <laughs> Check it out on Twitter. Uh, uh, no, but let's, let's hear a little we'll bit. We'll stream it on Twitch later. Yeah. Don't worry about let's it. Let's hear a little bit uh, from Levy. Um, you know, Levy's a really interesting guy. He does a lot of really cool stuff, has some cool hobbies. He's a lawyer like the rest of us. And an uh, engineer unlike the rest of us. And an engineer unlike the rest of us. He had a real job before he went to law school. He Debatable. didn't just peddle sheepskin. Which to me just debatable. translates as he's old, but okay. 
<laughs> that it, it is accurate. Um, but just kidding, uh, Levy. So, what, what are some things you do, man, in your day-to-day -day life that uh, you find fulfillment in? Well, preach. Uh, let's just say that um, stemming from the engineering background, um, I found out I liked working with my hands on stuff. Uh, it's not a euphemism for stuff. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You're walking into this. Sorry, easy. guys. Um, no, I like building things. Like, whether it comes to word working, I uh, taught myself how to solder a few years ago because I just felt like it and wanted to work Fun with Fun fact, he once soldered my laptop's computer charger when it broke and I was in law school and was way too cheap to buy a new one. And it worked. Wow. It, it, soldering is easy and everyone should know how to do it um, and last year I kind of got into guitar building because I'm too cheap to buy a real one so it's easier to do it on your own and buy and do it for a lot cheaper so yeah I didn't know that is cool I didn't know you, you built guitars so I understand so, you also yeah. uh, play a little guitar is that right? I do I do nothing to brag about but I know a few chords I know how to play a few notes here or there I understand you were the original guitarist in the Beatles. <laughs> is this correct? And you are yes, yes. Years uh, old? Pete Best replaced me, uh, and then got replaced. Mm. Yeah. Uh, or you are now the lead guitarist in the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> since Frusciante when did his own thing. Yeah, uh, Klinghoffer is actually an alter ego of mine. So yes, you're right. Okay, you're all right. these things are facts. Yes. Facts. And Levy, like the other people we featured tonight you found your home in chicago you are a native son of the I burbs am. i am like and you tom chicago was always my home oh wow okay some of us are just not too proud to admit it wow. what, what is this a shot on guys I'm, I'm not following this is a shot at tom not immediately moving back to chicago oh i see it's not his fault really it really isn't uh, he, he has this thing called a, a marriage and a wife so I, I can understand that. Hey, you make certain sacrifices to be with the one you love. Of course. And by the way, if I did not have that relationship, I almost certainly would not have gone to IU and met all you fine people. That's a fair point. I would have stayed local True. and gone to law school. True. And, and perhaps to give you even more sympathy. Please. Please do. That's You're the keg. That's the keg. That, that is a keg. I was wondering if if we wanted to be. Sorry, is peeing into a cup, yeah. folks. Um, no, sorry, sorry, guys. I was I was I was just saying I was going to give Tom even more sympathy for had he not landed in Louisville, yeah. Kentucky. His other option, thanks to his marriage, was his wife's hometown. Where's that, Tom? Listen, we can do a whole podcast episode. About this drama, Paducah. He was gonna live in Paducah, Kentucky. Uh, it is a town Paducah, of Kentucky, three North horses, Korea. a stoplight. <laughs> <laughs> I love that place. And a general store. I, I actually have I have no idea what anything about Paducah other than it's smaller than Louisville. So the whole point is, okay. he feels he compromised quite well. That's, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. You know, and I've heard nothing but great things about Louisville. Actually, it is a, um, it's a cool city. So can't complain about that. And. Tom is literally sitting in Chicago right now, hey, showing his making love an effort for the city and I'm showing his love effort. for his friend as well. From what I understand, uh, for his reason being here, uh, I've, I've also heard nothing but glowing reviews about Paducah. 
Yeah, <laughs> this and is what's internationally renowned. Some have said it's the second food capital of America. It's, it's the Paris of the mid Midwest. Yeah, mid Midwest. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Okay, but Lev, so you you actually grew up in Chicago proper, is that right? Uh, not oh, technically. Oh, Jesus. I, okay, we there, right? the whole we all know the groans. Everyone knows the groans. Whenever someone says they're from Chicago, the first question is, "What suburb?" Um, I was born and raised in Chicago for the first 10 years of my life. I don't know how much you can say that's considered technically raised, but I spent my formative years out in a suburb called Deerfield, which is way north side. Uh, Think of any John Hughes movie, and that's about it. That's accurate. I must ask, though, and I've always been confused about this, what are... The formative years, because the psychologists tell us it's zero to five. Well, or do, do you mean I, adolescent? I, I would you consider your yeah, first move? I'd, I'd, I'd consider adolescence mm. as Feels your formative years. Wait, what do you, what do you, what do you consider your adolescence? <laughs> like your teens, um, I'd say like middle school to end of high school. Phil, so yeah, I, I, what, Phil what do you got? What do you got, Phil? If I can interject. With some child psychology, please do. Oh, shit. Please do. Psych me up. About when young folks stop, you know, identifying with themselves and their kind of nuclear family, and begin to uh, understand themselves on their social networks. It's about 12, 13 years old. Is it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, that's actually an interesting, an interesting discussion. Is that getting younger now that there is like social media? Are people s- identifying with their non-nuclear family at like well, eight? I, I, no way. I have a feeling no. puberty has to play a lot with that. Puberty yeah. has a lot to play with yeah. it. When it's yeah. when your, your brain chemistry like yeah. really yeah. changes. But John, to that point, like, you know, if you're being now bombarded by all this outside influence and your only kind of sense of self is what you see kind of <clears> reflected <throat> back onto you from your peers, then, you know, perhaps that sets the stage for, you know, a really premature adoption of that like outside interesting studies to come it is super interesting i mean i swear to god this is true and for those of you out there in radio land who is not evident enough just from the sound of my voice i am the whitest person you've ever met but i can't he is very white folks he's very white but i grew up my entire life until i was eight thinking i was italian just because we ate pasta three mm. <laughs> nights a week. I'm not even no kidding. No I didn't way. even look at the outside world. I mean, that's a good part of the suburbs, but like, I'm just like, nobody talks to me about my ancestry. We ate pasta all the time. We go to Catholic Mass. There's a lot of O's in the last name. We're friends with them. I must be Italian too. That was wow. the end. That was the end of it. There's a lot of points to address mm. there. So, did you look at your last name? Because your last name isn't Italian. Well, I always rationalized it in my mind that somebody had just given my family this last name when they came to America because that's clearly not a real name. Well, you know, that's a funny point because growing up where I grew up, I, I thought every single person in America had some sort of Mexican relation because in, in El Paso, that's the way it is. Even our quote unquote, like back then we used to call them our white friends. Somebody had a, an uncle or aunt or some grandfather or distant relative that was Hispanic or Mexican-American. So it wasn't until I left to Arizona where I realized that is not the way yeah. the world works. So like, 
it's insane to, to see, to look back at ourselves when we're young and yeah. the influences that we get and what, what, what forms our own self-identity could be totally skewed. Yeah. I mean, completely. Lev, on that note, what forms your own self-identity? That's a good question. Um, that's transition to a really deep. That's cut. a that's Sorry. a that's a fucking heavy question for ten twenty at night. After this is our booth. fourth hour um, of this podcast. What What do you mean by that? I, I feel like self identity is unique to self, so I can't tell you what I mean by that. So this question's what, about you. So the question was, what forms my self identity? I, I got a follow up question to that. Uh, that might, <laughs> might might lend some. Did, did, did hit me with it because yeah. yeah. So so how did you get to be who you are today? How did, what do you think led to who you are today? It, it, I mean, there's a lot. It, it's name it's, three things. Name three things. Russia, um, <laughs> booze, internet pornography, uh, and uh, I'm kidding. Um, that's that's this really dense question. I mean, there's no. I can't point to like. A few singular things, because I mean, with anybody, it's a combination of a lot of things that got you to who you sure. are today. Sure, but if you had to give three things to say, um, and, on, and think about the larger level of of what made me who I am today, um, definitely a product of the environment that you grew up in, um, and that means who your friends were growing up, what you know, socioeconomic status. What kind of friends um, did you have growing up? Personally, not too many. I was, uh, I grew up the, as the like stereotypical fat band geek that really doesn't have too many friends nice. because he thinks he's above them all. Oh. So, and then he went to it, law school with the rest of us. Yeah, right. right. So well, yeah, that, that helped the uh, ego a lot. Um, I was going to say before that, he had yeah. a, a dramatic weight loss. You've shown pictures. Well, yeah, I, I mean, yes, not, I do like none of us knew Levy is the this because I mean, to me, and what formed me personally is that I had to go through kind of like a crucible to realize that's not what I want to be. I don't, I don't want to be the person that I'm developing. So, mm-hmm. what can I do to take steps to change that? Um, and so, losing weight was a step or a part of that plan and that's what I had to do and where I wanted to be so I did, did it. I mean you guys talked with Mike earlier about making greatness every day or whatever. He wants to see he wants greatness. To see greatness. Sorry. Um, already trademarking that too. That's already that's pretty good. I wasn't but <laughs> present The, that, the essence but. of what he was saying was that if you have a goal and you want to get it done do it. Doesn't matter if it takes you you know a week doesn't matter if it takes you four years, whatever. Do it, get it done. Don't stop until you get it. So oh, that's, that's so, what it took so me. So what, um, what uh, was the impetus behind that? What was the spur that created that drive to, to have change? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. We're humans. We're pretty vain creatures. Um, and I've told Tom this story before. Pablo I was, is not vain, by the way. Yeah, Pablo. What do you mean? How do I know? You don't know me. You don't Pablo, know me. Okay, uh, you see my wedding question, rings glittering. A question. Yeah. <laughs> a question to save right after Levy answers this one. Yeah. Pablo, what is the most vain thing you've ever done? Let's table that. <laughs> Let, go ahead. I'll think about it. So yeah. Tom knows the story. Um, I was 
uh, I think I was a sophomore, junior in college, and I was uh, working an internship in Minnesota. And um, the, I was. this is the point in time where I was just piling on the pounds. And um, my Monday routine uh, was to go to Chipotle, as I know, Sai, you love that place so much. Yeah, that place sucks. Um, <laughs> get a Chipotle burrito bowl. Go home. I had Tostitos scoops ready and waiting, oh. and make myself some homemade nachos. Ooh. That's living. And sit in front of the TV on the couch and watch Twenty Four, and pretty much just veg out. What's Twenty Four? You don't you Jack don't know Twenty Four Jack Bauer? For the people that don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> For, I'm not listen, American. Listen, sorry, this is a millennial podcast. How the hell do people do not know? In size defense, I've never once seen an episode of it, but I knew what it was. Wow, I knew what it was. I assume that a hero is given 24 hours to solve an issue. The show uh, lasted. Really? The show was 24 episodes. Yeah, let's table yeah, that one. We'll inform the masses some other time. But like I said about being a vain creature. Uh, at the end of this internship, I I had a pair of swim trunks with me for some reason because I thought in Minnesota, hey, there's some time during the summer I'd get to swim. There are long stories. Um, <laughs> That's true. So I, I I decided, hey, let's see where we're at. Let's try these on. And I could not stand what I looked like in the mirror. So that was like uh, that just stuck with me, and I decided I can't just look like a fat, lazy piece of shit the rest of my life. Because I'm not happy with it. So if I'm not happy with it, got to do something about it. And I can't just sit around and do nothing. So I did. So it was Jack Bauer. So it was Jack show. Bauer. <laughs> All credit goes to Jack Bauer. Yeah. Well, this well, we didn't know the Levy that Thank experienced you, the weight loss. But we knew the Levy that experienced the eyebrow loss during <laughs> Oh, that was... I totally forgot about that. I never forget about that. That was so funny. Dude, Levy, it's a quick... Down. Quick aside. Tell like, us what happened. Yeah, that was so funny. Okay. So, as a man of Russian Jewish persuasion, I have uh, <laughs> my my I have direct uh, genetics that contribute to dense, thick facial hair. So, for me, I I like to trim my eyebrows from time to time. Again, I'm a vain person, and a little manscaping doesn't hurt from time to time. Just Ladies, saying. he's available. Just saying. Um, so I had an old trimmer, which had a very dense, hard plastic guard, which didn't, which allowed me to, you know, go one little pass and get it done with. Nice little trim. That thing died, so I bought a new one. And the new one had different guards that were kind of a softer plastic. So I tried it out one night. And this one night happened to be right before we were all about to hang out at a bar. And uh, pushed a little too hard and nearly took off an eyebrow. And um, <laughs> still decided to show up and hoped no one would notice too much. Uh, and of course, the first thing that Tom said was what the fuck have you done to your eyebrow? <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, what, I don't know. What, per, what might be the funniest part of that story is you thought to yourself that, well, if you don't show up that night, maybe by, like, Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh no no! I, 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 I take like I knew, months to regrow. I knew I I was gonna get some shit for it, <laughs> so I decided, fuck it, let's do it. And yeah, yeah, Tom know. hasn't forgotten to Years this day. later, I'm like an elephant on that regard. But I would never, <laughs> never miss the opportunity to hear the vainest thing that Pablo's done since Pueblo! he offered that. Let's go, I mean, buddy. He, he's d- defended his use of vanity just before he, you know, left the room and came back. But you had time to think about it, Pablo. Yeah, he what went in your room and did some push-ups. It was real weird. Right? <laughs> yeah. Pablo, so it's an audio podcast. I can't see your pecs yeah. on this. Every day you're on your Whoa. job and you're just crushing it. That's what uh, you're saying. I don't know about that one. But <laughs> try at least. Pablo, haven't been fired yet. Haven't been? Well. Mm. That's my motto. There you go. That's the motto to live by. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much live by Have you ever yeah. gone, have you ever made a purchase that you would consider vain? Have you ever seen like a piece of bling and you're like, oh, jeez. His wedding. Pretty much think of like anything. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> a small <laughs> island off of Puerto Rico. No, so that's actually the a good one. one. Right, right. The, the, what was it? The car. The car? They picked you up? What? What car? Uh, Jesus. He's like the least vain person oh, in the world. Oh, at, at the wedding? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah. I'll, tell my, I'll tell my story of what... Okay. And Pablo truly is the least vain person. And before we jump right into that, Pablo was recently married in Puerto Rico, if you haven't picked it up. It was a beautiful, wonderful wedding. Gorgeous. To a beautiful, wonderful girl. To a beautiful, wonderful girl. It was amazing. They live in Chicago. They live down the street from where we're at right now. And it was truly a, a glamorous affair. The centerpieces for every table were exquisite. It's they were, true. They were they, exquisite. They were the most... Those, those centerpieces were immaculate. They were but, insane. Uh, since Pablo can't think of an instance, I will think of the only one I've ever known of one. him. That's and so, it's you know, you know maybe I don't want to I don't want to throw Kim under the bus here. Maybe it was Kim's idea, but the car, the car. was that it was you? Oh, decision. excellent. So, <laughs> so Pablo decides after he has been betrothed in the gorgeous church in Puerto Rico that he wants to be sent off in a nice car. He's right. telling me this story a month before the wedding. And he's like, John, so I've, we really wanted to get sent off in a nice car after we're married, but like the nicest car they have there is like an Audi A8. He's like, they don't have anything nice in this. Like I wanted like, <laughs> I wanted like a Ferrari or a Rolls Royce or like you whatever. Really right I, I, no, I truly am. We're out, we're out lunch. Um, and this is the nicest car they have. And I was like, I guess... Fuck it, like, sure, I'll take that car. Get two. <laughs> I, you know, I'll, I'll say, I actually, at the time, kind of agreed with him, but when I when I saw the car that picked you up, I was like, it's a nice fucking car. <laughs> it, it was a really, it, it looks... Wait, was it, was it... It was an Audi, it was an Audi A8. It was an Audi A8. That car, like, a couple of years ago. It's a beautiful car, but it's still a Ferrari. Right. But it was still went through a model change. Every five years, though. It's like a limo. It's a yeah. Oh, wow. It's a really nice I'm car. I'm the tallest person, but I can like stretch out and not touch the driver's seat. Huh. Yeah. But he was like, how do you? Couldn't have anything nicer. Ugh. See that. To John's point, though, that that is a super fair thing to kind of be like, come on. Yeah, you, you don't have one Ferrari. Like, <laughs> if you're gonna do it, you're gonna freaking do it. Yeah, I know. Like, like fly one from Miami, twenty feet away. You to know. My defense, a company was called like Exotic Cars or something. Uh, yeah. 
It was called Ferrari International. <laughs> yeah, that, Ferrari that is hard. It's hardly an exotic car, but it was very nice. Yeah. But we could talk about the wedding industry and how much it robbed me for many, many years. Holy crap, Bro. the wedding industry is effed. Yeah. It's a whole podcast. I want to elope. Yeah. Forget Not that shit. Like a whole that is a whole podcast. I'll say the two nicest weddings I've ever been to in my life are of the of two of the the six people sitting here, Tom and Pablo. Oh. John, it's very funny that you think Krista would allow you two to elope. Actually, she has brought it up as something she would not be. I'm with Pablo on this. I'm very much we'll, Pablo. We'll edit on this, this part out. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll fix it in post. Yeah. 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 We'll, is that what we're gonna do? Yeah. We'll we'll fix it. yeah just right. just like Rebecca's. Yeah. Uh, I hate the prime minister. Oh. No. It was totally. Jacinda. <laughs> That's exactly what Gina said. Whoa, we, we, like that's like that's no, side. No, 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 no. She didn't sp- actually go off on her, yeah. but the way it came off, she's like, eh, I'm not really a fan of the government. I'm like, oh, she you know no, what it no, is. No. You're not a, you're not always a fan of your boss. That's she okay. thought the way she thought yeah. the way it came across yeah. Make was New Zealand great again. That's how it came. <laughs> she thought it came across it, in, in a way she did not intend for it to come across. It didn't. I see. And then she was like, let's scratch it in post-editing. And I say, we've uh, never <laughs> once, we've never once edited anything, but okay, <laughs> but okay. And yeah. then it became a running joke that she hates the prime minister, which was the exact opposite of what she was trying to say. Uh, but the funny thing is exactly what you just said is what, when we were making that same exact joke, we were like, she hates the prime minister. Gina came out of nowhere. She hadn't been privy to this insider joke. And she was like, Jacinda? <laughs> Dude, she's, she's like the darling sweetheart of, of the world right now. Yeah, she was on Colbert and she crushed it there. Damn. Damn. She does crush it. She had a child while in office. Oh, that's nuts, hey. man. Yeah. That is yeah. nuts. You know, true story, uh, not nearly as cool, but I guess relatable. Um, girl, year above us in law school who went to Ice Miller in Indy, mom. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sorry, yeah, I'm trying to. So, wait, here's one I'm trying to, to, <laughs> so, so, a person, IP, a person yeah. who went to law school with us who went anyway, to a, a very yes. big Indianapolis yeah. firm. Wait, Ice Miller is Indy, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? An Indianapolis firm, context given. Yeah, so perhaps too much context given, but fortunately we don't have any listeners. So, <laughs> yeah, four of she t- she told me a story once of how she went into labor during finals. Yeah, I remember and the story. finished. Yeah, the final. No. Yeah, no yeah, she did. No yeah, way. she did. Mm-hmm. What? Um, what? I feel like I already yeah. did. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I no, we won't fix it in post. Don't scare me. I don't know if we no, caught it. it. Right, we'll, we'll leave the name anonymous, but I, yeah, I, I provided way too much context as it was. Anyway, is that not the most badass thing you've That's ever heard of? It's, it's incredible. Yeah. And not only that, we've had, we went to law school with a few moms, but also one person who was well into their second career that was a year above us. Um, I feel like I could say her name, named Gretch. And she was in her early 60s. And she mm-hmm. was brilliant. She killed it. She was brilliant. She took our dumb young asses and just wiped <laughs> Two the floor Two with yeah. us. Yeah. And she, I mean, 
Obviously, she had a life before that. Obviously, she already raised a family before that. But with the concept, context of the everything, she just kicked our ass for an yeah. entire two years, and I was very glad when she graduated. <laughs> That's true. True. That's all I got. Let's, let's transition back to Levy's stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Levy, um, have you ever had a moment in your life where you had to show your age a little bit? You know, you had to swing... Swing... What do, what, what do you so, mean? Like, is there a time you had to you know, uh, pull rank? We'll call it. Yeah, no. see this because you're old. No. Yeah, I old, this. old as in I have you by like what two, three years, I, and Tom by a certain number of months. I, kind of <laughs> I look younger. I thought Tom was leading into a levy joke, talking about someone well, well into their second career. <laughs> He's sitting with us today. Uh, I like that a lot. Diversity is an old, old wooden ship. <laughs> well, can you tell us what diversity is? Um, so yeah, has there ever been a time where you had to impart knowledge into a, a younger person that you met? Have you ever had a mentee? Um, a me- no, I've never had a mentee. Never? Um, not really. I mean, unless you count like... Um, College stuff, like being in fraternities and having younger brothers and. You know. Oh yeah, oh, you yeah. like over yeah no 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 you had you like oversaw an entire like it's I don't want to call well, it a fraternity it was a, it, it was a kind of but it, it kind of was a chapter of, of individuals yeah kind of but I mean it's not like I had individual mentees it's more of like I was a more of an RA you were literally what Tom's describing like a time when you had to. Show that you had maturity and age over others, and therefore they should listen to you. For oh, yeah. that was side describing, but so so Lev, yeah. So in those moments, did you did you get fulfillment from even serving as an older, we'll say a sage, in the a sage in the, That's in the funny. Um, yeah, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, no. I mean, you could be honest, man. Yeah. Did you not? Did you not give a shit? Or like, I, I, mean, I had to do what I had to do, sort of situation, or it, it's more of I had to do what I had to do. But yes, yeah. yes. There. It, whenever you you feel like, I from my perspective, when I feel like I've imparted my knowledge onto somebody, it, it feels okay. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I, um, I feel like I've, if I can add to someone's experience in life, then great. But you know. I, some people will take it to heart. Some people won't. So you can't really control what people will take with your advice. But um, yeah, I mean, who doesn't enjoy giving advice? Yeah. On that point, I feel motivated by the Mikey T who gave us such an excellent life philosophy statement with the class of gentlemen surrounding me. I feel that we should go around Thanksgiving dinner style give our one sentence operable life philosophy statement before I make more jokes about oh, inappropriate easy. things. Easy. Lev, start us, off, start us off, man, if it's easy. Be told no at least once a day. I feel like there's a lot of ways you could go with that. It's... No, 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 no. I'll explain. Do explain. Do explain. The philosophy comes from... Not directly, but it's along the same lines of the uh, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott quote, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Um, My philosophy is to be told no at least once a day about something. Let's say, for example, last week. There's an old lady in line at the grocery store. 
She's checking out. She's got like $150 worth of groceries. She's got only a certain amount of cash. She can't meet that quota with her cash. So the manager waves like a 5% discount sticker or a manager's discount that she's got. And I'm waiting in line for over five minutes for her to get done with her shit. So I just say in an offhand comment, hey, you think I can get that discount too? Fully expecting them to say, absolutely not to me. You know what, Tom? I got that discount. Hmm. That's not the kind of experience I thought you were gonna. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna that's, say that's just, but that's a, that's a small example of I fully expected and wanted to be told no. Shoot your shot. Right. But I shot my Fair shot enough. and I got Fair it. Enough. Yeah, there you go. So right. the goal is to be told no at least once a day for something. Yeah. All right. Fair enough, I like John. That. I think uh, you're up, but this is really tough. I, I, the. I'll say the only the the fir- also not the only the first thing that came to mind because I I this is it was just too much on the spot to come up with with a, a more meaningful uh, one I guess but it is a quote from my favorite movie of all time Entourage no <laughs> no Entourage is my favorite show of all time well, they made a movie so. I know the movie was okay. Uh. Uh, my favorite Wait, movie. Like Haley Joel Osment? No, I like the movie just fine. I'm just <laughs> saying. We won't get into a breakdown of it. Yeah. Favorite movie, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Wow, really? Really? That's very Chicago. Favorite movie. Very Chicago. Favorite movie. I I always caveat. I do not. I do not think it's the best movie. I think the best movie of all time, in my opinion. Yep. No. Forrest Gump, but. I think Forrest Gump's the best okay. movie. I think okay. Ferris Day Off is my favorite. Wow. So, yeah, were, were you one of the people that were quizzical about me when I said John Hughes movies? I never questioned that's you. What, okay. I never questioned you. That's Ferris Bueller's Day uh, Off. Yeah, I'm aware. Uh, okay. the, the, yeah, Cameron's house is in Highland Park. Candles. Which is right outside of Deerfield. Yep. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, so, so, you're saying. And it's the most famous quote in the movie, the towards the beginning... Where Ferris says, life moves by pretty fast. If you don't stop and look look around once in a while, you can miss it. And I think this is highly applicable to the other line and to Mikey T and the whole message we convey. Um, and, and therefore, it was the first that came to mind. And I think, uh, I think it appropriate. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, you, you got you to gotta do what makes you happy in life. Stop from the rat race or whatever, or these things that you have to do to, to get by or to make money or whatever the case may be, and do things you actually enjoy because in the grand scheme of things, life is quite short statistically and can be made shorter and we hope that's not the case, but you never know. Um, and, and you, you know, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to regret certain things that you, you, if you have the control not to, um, you should. So yeah. Yeah. No, that was uh, that was really well said, John, and uh, stole the shit out of my thunder. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, uh oh. No, that was that was that was perfectly said, man. And that I had forgotten that line, and that's a really powerful moving line from a powerful moving movie. Um, but uh, yeah, my my thing, and I like literally thought about just saying the the mission statement for the airline, but that wouldn't be completely appropriate here. And to bring it out a more base level. It's almost exactly what you said. What I really think is important for people to remember is that we have literally one life to live. True that. 
And as you great mentioned, soap. great soap. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, what, and, and along the lines of what you said, John, um, it can end at any time. Like literally everything that we worked for and everything that we fought for and loved and hated could be gone in an instant, could be gone in a flash. So just try to love more, try to do the things you love more, try to see the things you love more and just appreciate this world that we were we were given for some weird reason, for one for one reason or another, um, because it could be gone. We don't know what's on the other side, if there is another side, um, and we're here now, and why not just enjoy as much as you can. Of course, you have to create a world that is suitable for you and that can support the life that you want to live, but just enjoy it. Have, have a drink at 10.43 p.m. on a Wednesday night. Oh, you know, God. hang out with your buddies. That's yeah. fine. Is it that late? Yeah. <laughs> we are here. Did we I scare everybody? Here. But no, yeah. it's just, uh, it's something that I think people lose sight of because it's easy to lose sight of and we're, we are such worker bees and especially in this American culture that I've been, you know, living in my entire life but kind of also been living on the edge and being, you know, Mexican-American and, and dating someone not from here and meeting other people from different cultures. It's just something that um, I think about pretty frequently. Amen. So, yeah. If there's right. an afterlife podcast, it'll be called The Other Side. But pop oh. <laughs> Boo! Yeah, I know. Boo. It's pretty, pretty terrible. What about you, man? So it's tough to go after those three. I mean, I feel like you guys pretty much covered... Don't you cop out on us? Yeah. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll give you like a different one because I don't think this is exactly like a, like a life motto, but this is something I think about every day. Uh, my dad used to tell me and my brother is a, a, a word in Spanish, and I'll translate it in a second. Pilas. Uh, which directly translates to batteries, but that obviously isn't what he said it to us. It kind of just means like, try to be smart and think ahead all the time. So whenever I was going into like an interview or just day to day when I was going to work or whatever, he would always just be like, pilas. And I would just tell me like, always make sure to like be a step ahead of other people uh, and just kind of like, make sure nothing takes you by surprise. Uh, so it, it, it's not really like a motto, but it's something that just whenever I wake up, I think about it. Whenever I think of my dad, I think about it. Whenever I see my brothers, they tell me and I tell them. Whenever uh, my wife now, Kim, goes to work, I tell it to her. It's just kind of like a, always this reminder of like, keep doing what you're doing. Keep thinking ahead. Uh, keep being smart about things. I mean, it can, it can go as little things as like if she's going downtown by herself for whatever reason, they can mean be safe. It can be if she's going to a big meeting, it means stay ahead. Uh, it can mean kind of whatever you want, but that's kind of one thing I always think about. It's like a mantra. It's yeah. beautiful. So, oh, it so beautiful. wait, why? So it's, it's pilas, it's directly translates to batteries, but why does it? Stay alert, like, like keep your batteries stay on. I see, yeah, yeah. stay okay. charged, okay. It's, it's hard to do that translation yeah. just because it's, it, it doesn't fit exactly. Yeah. Uh, but you can kind of see the connection of just kind of like stay, stay. Uh, like like I said, it can mean something as small as like my, my, my dad would tell it to one of my brothers who's always like losing stuff or whatever. Just like <laughs> yeah, as yeah. little as Dear that. Stay yeah. woke. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a more direct translation. Yeah. Pablo of the house Puente. Yeah. Heal us. Winters, yes. winters come. <laughs> words. That's great. Words. That's great. Yeah. Phil, any wise words? Uh, one thing that immediately came to mind when Sai said, One Life to Live, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine co-star Melissa Fumero did a couple years so, on One Life to Live. That was sort of like breakout role. But when it comes to, you know, motivating myself, um, I, I think of a couple things that like, 
you know, I really have big aspirations in my field, which will take a really long time to get to. And so to me, really becoming great uh, has a lot to do with routines and really committing to things and sacrifice. And it sounds really stupid and kind of corny, but that one Shia LaBeouf video that he put up, the just do it video, you know, I love that video so much. And there, there's two things that stick out to me. And I tell my, um, the people, I manage nine people at work, and I tell them all the time two things, you know. Yesterday, yesterday you said tomorrow, or yeah, yesterday you said tomorrow. Um, and if you're tired of giving up, stop starting over. No, if you're tired of starting over, stop giving up. Yes. And it's like... I mean, yeah, that's that's what a building routine is. That's what one good day leads into another good day, and you get rolling on things, and that you com you don't you don't you you aren't just born into greatness. You don't fall into greatness. You compile it. You know, you build upon other accomplishments you make. And so, to me, like, you know, stop, stop starting over. You know, don't give up. And you know, the best what's the best time to plant a tree? Twenty years ago. What's the second best time? today you know you just you just, just do it and you you need to make it happen for yourself because no one else is going to that's deep that's man. awesome yeah. yeah yeah uh i don't have anything as cool as that shit uh <laughs> my favorite song lyric goes be a little less promising and a little bit more useful and i feel like that resonates with me as a man who's now damn near 30 and basically Sorry, what? damn <laughs> near 30 and right, basically yeah. just uh -huh. take my uh -huh. left hip it's already gone uh -huh. <laughs> uh, you know it's time to serve Rude. it's time to make things a little bit less shitty than you found them even if at times you've contributed to a little bit of that shitty nature but um, I'm not a brilliant guy so but I've got by virtue of you know affiliation with this brand and but more specifically these people and my career, the ability, at least at some points, to affect positive change. So I try to take that opportunity where I can and uh, try not to tell my wife about it. So <laughs> that's all I got. Good advice. Man, that was, that was uh, I must say, the best ending in the Other Line podcast history, I think, personally. Yeah. Um, and, and dare I say, the single best... If you can call it one episode, the Other Line Podcast episode in the Other Line Podcast history. And I don't know how it can be topped because this was a marathon of marathons, but we'll find a way. We'll, have we'll to, find a way. We'll have to arrange a segment where Levy can rant and get out what would have been the rest of his own episode. <laughs> <laughs> we can make that happen. So just get a, get a short list of rants that you want to get off your chest. Yeah. We'll, I think they we'll call that around. Reddit. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> We can make that happen. These damn Gen Zs are killing the economy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, uh, thank you all for bearing with us. I, I imagine you. on your end, you probably won't won't be getting this all in one go. But uh, um, either way, we appreciate the time that you've taken and invested in listening to this. And we hope you've derived something from it. Anything. Um, that resonates with you and, uh, and whether or not you have, we're going to keep doing it. So, uh, with that, thank you to everyone here. Thank you to everyone out there. Peace out.
Be well.